0: You're tuned in to Fork Podcast. This week's guest is Vlad Levitt, stand-up comedian and podcaster. He shares his humorous take on Ukrainian stereotypes and shares his views on success and self-improvement.
1: Your job is not to, uh, you know, make it big or whatever. If you're already thinking about that, kind of you're missing the point of what you're doing right now. You should focus on what you should be doing right now. And what you should be doing right now is getting better. That's with everything, I think. <laughs> you, right, uh, you can have a drink if you want, Vlad. Maybe not at the start. <laughs> introduction. Introduction. <laughs> I should be holding anything
0: welcome to fork podcast i'm sean chris lewis your host and today i'm sitting in with vlad levitt he is a fellow podcaster and a stand-up comedian all around awesome dude who again it seems to be a recurring theme on my podcast i have not known for very long maybe two weeks or so
1: Two weeks tops, yeah, thanks for having me, I really appreciate it.
0: I'm glad you're here, Vlad, you can have a sip of that water if you like, just uh, get hydrated, you're fighting a little uh, bit of a cold or something, right? Yeah,
1: shout out to my coworker for getting me sick, (laughs) told me uh, I'm not contagious, I hope he's listening, you're full of lies, Um, (laughs) yeah, so uh, I don't think I'm that sick, I'm fighting it off, but yeah.
0: And uh, Tim Horton's coffee, that's very Canadian, eh? Yeah. You just recently became Canadian, didn't you?
1: Yeah, last year. Yeah, it took me uh, eighteen years. To
0: Celebrating with Tim Hortons.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I was drinking it before, like maybe Canadian Club. I'll start drinking that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it doesn't get more more Canadian than uh, Tim Hortons, eh? Yeah. yeah. What What were the when you first came to Canada? What were some of the the very like the typical things of Canada that you notice right off the bat when you got here?
1: Man, I was 10 years old. I didn't have any... (laughs) There were no preconceived notions. Preconceived notions or prejudices. Uh, Man, squirrels. I still get excited when I see squirrels. That's the main thing. Uh, I've been late to like important things, because there was a squirrel outside my window. You, and I still get excited. That's
0: the thing, right? When I, we take squirrels for granted yeah. here. Uh, when I'm off and out for a run on Mount Royal, we have this beautiful mountain in the middle of Montreal and I'm out there running and there's just tourists like taking pictures of squirrels. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, yeah they, are, yeah, they
1: are a thing. Yeah. I mean, in reality, it's just like rats with pretty tails, but <laughs> I, man, I still, I'm, t- very recently, I remember maybe like a year and a half ago, tops. I had an important, like, meeting. I had to be somewhere, and I was literally late because there was a squirrel outside my window. And it has happened more than once. I still get excited. So that was the main thing. I thought, oh, my God, there are going to be squirrels. And there were... Um. Other than that, I mean, I was 10. Like, I just cared about, like, Ninja Turtles and seeing cool animals. Like, I didn't have...
0: Wait, you're from Ukraine, correct? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Like, I'm asking, like, I don't know that. I know you're yeah. from Ukraine. But it's written on the board right It's there. written Ukraine. on my cheat board in the back. <laughs> I have three cheats. Of Vlad Levitt, Ukraine. Yeah. Um, That's simply because I can't... Remember, I have a bit of ADD and yes. dyslexia in Ukraine. Well, I was struggling with that. As I said, I was coming up with a Bulgaria, Bolivia. For some reason, bees were in my head. <laughs> was yes.
1: further- also, shows how little we've known each other that you have to remember <laughs> my name and where I'm from. <laughs> well, listen.
0: So, now being from Ukraine, you guys don't have squirrels <laughs> or anything Man. that resembles a
1: squirrel? I know some regions have squirrels, they're out there, but. In terms of animals that you see as often in squirrels, it's like cats and dogs. But that's, it's not as, uh, as there are no tourists taking pictures of stray dogs no, in Ukraine. Not. But uh, no, there are some squirrels out there in the mountains, I guess. No, they don't live in the mountains. I'm going to sound so stupid this whole episode. <laughs> It's, all, all my stupidity comes out when the I'm recording The squirrels something. live in
0: the mountains of the U- Ukraine.
1: Man, please don't quote me on that. And
0: they're, like, huge because, you know, yeah. Chernobyl yeah, like yeah, had yeah, this yeah. effect Yeah, on, like, two
1: tails and, like, neck go, muscles.
0: Growing up in Ukraine, is, is Chernobyl a thing for you guys? Is that something that's uh, pervasive still? Or
1: Man, everyone brings it up, like... Um, uh,
0: you heard it here first on Fork Podcast Chernobyl. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Man,
1: everyone asked me if I've been there. Like it's not a touristy spot. There's no like French cafes out there. It's like a thing happened there. It was pretty tragic. And everyone's like, "Oh, did you go to Chernobyl?" I don't I don't see the point. It's like, "Oh, you went to Japan. Did you hang out in like Fukushima or whatever?" Like, no. Like I
0: yeah, but in fairness, on YouTube and stuff, they say some of the world's scariest places or mysterious places, and inevitably, Chernobyl is is that place. They show yeah. those um, electric bumper cars, you know? that yeah. It's all full of, like, dry autumn leaves, and they yeah, put creepy yeah, yeah. music on, and, you know, there's something's going down here, you yeah, know? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, any abandoned place is scary, I guess. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I never, like... I care about Chernobyl but I've never had like a fascination with it I've everyone's now that, that there's like the famous show Chernobyl I think everyone's oh watching no that. I don't know I don't know if it's on Netflix or HBO everyone asks me if I watch it I'm like no I don't like okay what's yeah. to
0: watch what what what's it up we know how it ends so like yeah uh, I mean it's not <laughs> very exciting
1: yeah yeah I don't know like where the <laughs> where they're going with that one I didn't I it was know. like
0: watching Titanic, right? Like you, you yeah, know, like, love gonna the characters, next? but you know how it ends. So you're trying yeah. not to get attached to any of the characters.
1: Yeah. Unless you like don't know your history very well. Maybe you're like, oh my God, it sinks. Maybe you just <laughs> think it's like a cool <laughs> rom-com and everyone is fine and fine at the end. Uh, I have most movies. I don't watch movies at all. Like I'm not a big movie guy. And uh, I saw Fight Club uh like last year that's a
0: personal favorite I love that movie yeah it's a great movie I don't movie. like to fight but like I like the movie Fight Club yeah, yeah. But
1: everyone like uh, referenced the ending I'm gonna spoil it here for another idiot like myself who haven't, hasn't watched it uh, like the fact that he like finds out it's the same guy at the end like there were so many uh, references to that and like wait a
0: second what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh you saw it but you just didn't get it. yeah it's the same guy yeah uh, but like, there were so many references to that on TV, and I never put one and one together, and it was still like a shocker for me. I was like, oh my God, it's the same guy? Yeah, yeah. So maybe there's a person who recently saw Titanic. It was like, oh my God, it sinks? <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Fight Club, all all for that. We were just actually talking about fighting coming over here, but that Montreal yeah. is full of traffic and... I was saying how I don't have even the slightest bit of road rage and I don't get angry. And yeah. we talked about having that friend who yeah. you drive around town with who's like yelling out the yeah. windows at people. And making man, your- just
1: psychotic. Like, ah, oh man, he, that guy, he will like, like I said, like he would, there's like a green light. People are walking. He would stop too abruptly in front of them and he would get mad at them being scared, which is so psychotic. Like he'll be like, what do they know? Not know? That I'm gonna stop, and I'm like, no, they don't. They have no idea who you are. You're just a stranger, <laughs> driving a giant metal thing that can kill them. Hey, could be just
0: coming back from Ukraine. How's the driving there? How do the people drive?
1: Uh, I know there's, uh, it's not no, it's not like a touristy attraction there, but the car crashes. There's a lot of those. Like it's uh, something they're known for. I just mean like it's just one of those like. I think I, I, I might be wrong, but I read somewhere there are like 10,000 deaths from car crashes every, every year. Whoa. It's pretty crazy. People drive like they go in opposite lanes, like I'll take a cab. Some, for some reason, you trust cab drivers. You think they know what they're doing. So I don't know it would be. Uh, I was fine, but they would go from one lane to the other to go around cars. People are flying on the roads there. They don't get mad, though. They don't. They, if oh, they drove that way I here, yeah. like there, people would, have, would be fuming here if they if they if they saw if if they drove here the way they drive in Ukraine. But it's crazy. Everyone's fine. Everyone knows. I don't think I've never. I didn't see a single case of road rage. You're kidding, And I saw right. so many opportunities for road rage when I was there. Wow. I'm. Uh, I feel shocked. I yeah. feel like it should
0: be like you know. Like, more chaos that, than, you know, with the driving chaos. And then people, it seems linked to people just losing their, their temper, getting... Yeah, f-
1: well, I mean, also, like, I'm saying it from a perspective, like these rose-colored glasses of a tourist. I'm like, yeah. everything is great here. And then, yeah. who knows, maybe there are cases. But I know everyone is flying and everyone is fine. No one's yelling. There's no no aggression.
0: What else did you notice back home about uh, Ukraine different from here? What's... uh.
1: Oh man, uh seeing, I'm not even a vegetarian. I was talking about that on my podcast, but um if you're a vegetarian, it's man, it's like you're a Jehovah's Witness there. Like you're just uh people are like uh like the like you're you're bothering them by the fact that you're not
0: We still love the Jehovah the Witnesses. I who adore might the be Jehovah Witness. I'm just like podcast. using cliches. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Please, please no blogs or angry letters. <laughs> Um, no, man, like I've, people would either like look at me with a lot of confusion. My family members, they try to be understanding, you know, they're, they're like, I don't know why it even, you need understanding for that. But they're like, as though like I came out of the closet, they're like, oh man, we still love you. You know, it's okay that you just, you don't eat meat that much. But other, like people would openly look at me, like at the restaurant, I I try to order I ask the waitress, like, do you have anything that is filling? She suggested, like, beef and pork, and I told her I don't eat beef or pork. Like, she, like, I was saying, like, she looked as though I insulted her family. Like, she, like, the look on her face, she was, like, openly disgusted. She was, like, you don't eat meat. Like, that's why. She would even, like, started asking me why. I had to, like, defend myself at a restaurant, but. <laughs> do, you, uh,
0: do you eat borscht? Is a uh, borscht a I thing? I eat that?
1: vegetarian borscht, which is Veg- a sin in my country. Ben- <laughs> yeah
0: borscht is like one of your traditional dishes right yeah
1: i eat it like man if they're like if if there's a stereotype that ukrainians eat eat borscht a lot um i'm not helping the stereotype i eat it like three times a week at least really yeah yeah Yeah, that's still not tired of it.
0: it oh so there there's some so we're getting into the stereotypes of uh ukraine how about um i was reading before i you know before I had you on work podcast, trying to remember obviously Ukraine and your name, yeah. I yeah. um I was doing a little reading, uh, which I do from time to time. On yeah. occasion, I've been known to read, and uh, actually I was YouTubing, and I have preferred to watch videos. And they uh, said the top ten things uh, that you don't know about Ukraine. Yeah, and uh, I'm not. I don't remember the top ten, but I remember mm-hmm. a few, and um. Funny enough, one of them was they said that Ukrainians don't smile much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I was going over the times in my head. I have to confess, when I was watching this, I was going over all the times that I met you at your work, because we our paths cross at your work, your place of work. And Uh I said, was he smiling at me? I couldn't recall if you had like me
1: self conscious, like I think I was smiling. (laughs) Am I not good at it? Maybe because you came here down. when you
0: were ten, so you're not grumpy. Yeah. Like, we're are people grumpy there, or are they?
1: No, nah, man, everyone is cool there. And by the way, uh, again, I'm not having stereotypes. When I got my citizenship, um, my friends came to to support, and they were taking pictures. And um, my friend was taking the pictures. She said. Oh, I looked miserable. It looked like they were taking citizenship away from me and not giving it. Like <laughs> There it I was is. Like, I'm, I was like, I'm there happy inside. I don't know. I thought I was like, I didn't like, I didn't, I know I wasn't smiling, but I didn't think I looked depressed. Like I thought <laughs> I was like, it was like, it's a great moment. She was like, every picture of you is, especially there was like from a distance, you know, she was in the audience and um, like, it looked like some, you know, like when they when they catch some mafia guy some like eastern european <laughs> mafia guy and they have like secret shots of him while he's doing something you know like when when he comes out like that's what I look like didn't look happy at all but i was i was, I was really happy
0: so but. there it is maybe they had some there was something to it
1: um how- but no people there were smiling quite a bit and they were laughing at that's the thing i noticed there people have a a great time i think it's not a canadian thing definitely not because when you when you go to like to small cities in canada there is that communal thing neighbors get together they laugh they 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 party but here in montreal like people live you know, they have a neighbor they've been living next to 10 years and they don't even know who that person is.
0: Dude, I must agree with you 100%. Yeah. On my street yeah. where I live, where this podcast is being shot live, yeah. um, I have neighbors. I sit on, I'm, I'm like one of the only guys who sits out on my front porch in the yeah. summertime and, and people walk. I'm looking at them, waiting for them to look at me. I'm yeah. looking, they're walking. Yeah. I'm looking. They pass right by.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I noticed mean, that like, too. What is happening yeah, they're here? They're gonna make eye contact. I think. I don't think it's a, a kind of like a Canada versus. It, no, Ukraine it's thing. a Montreal thing. Montrealers Montreal are thing. They're I not, think it's a big They're not. They're city not friendly. Thing. Yeah. I'm Toronto just, too. Let's say. I think Toronto probably is gonna be that way too. Yeah. But I, yeah. But there was cool. Is like, like the, the time that I spent there. I love that communal thing. People get together. You know. They just you know knock on the neighbor's door or like they they call them up. They're like let's hang out. So and then they weren't sitting there frowning, you know. They're no, having a so great they, time. Everyone's they, they smiling. Smile. Everyone's okay. laughing. There's a communal thing. I loved it.
0: Okay, so that's strike uh, strike one on the uh, on the things. Well, I mean, one of the things that he did say about uh, Ukraine was Borsh. So you've yeah. so that's 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 one check in the box. He was right. Borsh yeah. is high, heavily consumed. Yeah. Um, the people do smile, yeah. uh, but he says they don't. So that's strike one. Yeah. Um, speaking of heavy consumption, he said that, um, you know where I'm going with this, right?
1: Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> well, people, people do the drink a lot there, but did,
0: when I, did you say do the drink?
1: Sorry? What did you,
0: did you say do the drink or did, no, they did you say do, do drink a lot? Okay.
1: Did I, 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 it's another thing about Ukrainians. We can't, we can't speak properly. <laughs> I'm just gonna, (laughs) if I'm going down, my whole country is going down with me. (laughs) Um, No, they they do drink, but they don't get drunk. Like they have an insane tolerance. I think maybe that's why they drink more. Uh, Man, I would, if your mom cannot drink you, like there's a problem, you know?
0: Do they drink like (laughs) lean and snuff? They
1: They drink moonshine. Yeah, moonshine. It's like 70%. Yeah. Like, and yeah. then drink straight vodka. Like, no lie, like a healthy, you know, male, like a 26 year old or someone my age, they can down like a bottle of vodka by themselves during the evening. Incredible. And, and it, they don't. Then they're trying. smiling. Sorry. Then,
0: then the smiles are coming out.
1: Man. Then they're definitely smiling or fighting. It's either or. <laughs> uh, but you know, the family would get together and we were just pounding shots and it, and it's one after the other and no one's drunk. And I've had like it's like 2 p.m. I've had like 12 shots. Like I'm holding out to the table. Everyone's just like, yeah. And then we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And they're like kids running around doing like
0: push-up competitions. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah.
1: Stuff. <laughs> But, yeah, people don't really get drunk there. And also, like, people don't drink. uh, I mean, I'm sure alcohol is a problem there because wherever there's, like, poverty, there is, uh, you know, alcohol problems. But people, like, I didn't didn't meet that many people that just drink a lot, like, throughout the day, let's say. But when they get together, they drink a lot, like, a lot, a lot.
0: Do you guys have big family gatherings? Is that like a... Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the thing the thing that, that I found touching is even um, I left when I was 10 years old. Uh, so I came back, I was 28. So, and I finally celebrated my birthday again with my family when I was 28. But the, the 17 years before that, the the, the the my birthday, the whole family got together and celebrated without me for 17 years in a row, which... Which I found very touching. Yeah, and then when I got there, it was uh, it was like they were, they were receiving the Queen of England. It was like just a giant table. There were like 30, 40 people. It was uh, it was beautiful. Yeah. So the family thing and like family friends there is very, very, very important.
0: You probably noticed that here, right? As uh, as I mean, you've been here since again since you're ten, but when you go back to these places that are a little more traditional, I notice that with my wife when we go and visit her family in Venezuela that's big gatherings and the tables long and you know you got to put the card table at the end of the kitchen table and get folding chairs here man my family gatherings is like crickets man like yeah it's like it's almost like nobody likes each other or something and they just see each other once a year I they they, I I can say that because they don't listen to my podcast and they don't show much interest in what I do so yeah
1: (laughs) well well, I think that the countries that are last well off, I think the last you have, the more you appreciate what you do have. So I think they're, you know, if the country economically is struggling, there's not that many, many opportunities. Then if you look around the things, that are always going to be there is your family or friends. So I think people really appreciate the value of that. Um, whereas here, you know, you're busy you're saying, oh, I want to get this job, you know, I, wanna, I want the promotion, I want this house, I want this car. You kind of get distracted all by all the, I mean, it's a cliche to talk about the materialistic things, but I think you do get distracted by that a little bit. You're always chasing something and you kind of, because you have uh, the, the opportunity or there is the likelihood that you can achieve something more financially here, materialistically, I think you're kind of always drawn to, to think about what you can get in the future instead of stopping and kind of appreciate what you have in the moment. That's actually a
0: great point. Yeah. We seem terrible at figuring out where the to draw not draw the line because drawing the line means stopping, right? We're yeah. always in this perpetual state of growing and pushing and expansion and you know looking at what other people are doing comparing to what we have. It's a uh, is that something since okay, you have some exposure to the other way of doing things when you go back home and you see that it's grounding to be back in family and things like that, but mm-hmm. your life is here. Do you, do you find that you're somebody who's like pushing constantly, always wanting more?
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it can be positive as well, but I think you just have to stop yourself and kind of appreciate where you are in the moment mm-hmm. or like the progress you've made. Because I am someone that, you know, like uh, I always even I can't just like, for example, sit down and watch a movie. I say, ah, but I could be doing this. I could be doing that. I'm always trying to achieve something, something more. And I feel like the thing that helped me in going to Ukraine is to say, um, you know, it's to to, reminded me that like, oh, you should also stop and see where you were a year ago, where you were two years ago, the things that you're already do have and kind of you know chase your goals with a more kind of clear mind instead of just this obsessive tunnel vision thinking is you your
0: know? is your family back home proud of you like you've become canadian yeah. now and you're
1: yeah 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 well that's it that's it that's because everyone's like oh you have this you have that like oh you've made uh you know you're doing the internet stuff that's great you're pushing yourself and it's kind of a you kind of go yeah listen like i didn't I'm not on television. Like, I've appeared on, I think, CTV once or twice, just for really? a few what seconds. Really? What were you doing on there? Uh, I went, uh, I, I was chosen, like, that. Comedy Nest is, like, the main comedy club here. Every year, they have a thing called Young Guns. It's the best up-and-coming comedians uh, that year. And uh, when the thing just started, I think it was the second edition, I was uh, one of the Young Guns. So it was kind of like, there was a little CTV piece there. It was It was cool. It felt great, but can Um, you get
0: a clip of that that's not on your youtube page right
1: no 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 no. i think i I didn't save it and it's kind of it's already (laughs) done you were you
0: were filming the tv screen when it was on and (laughs) yeah
1: yeah but you know those moments like those tiny things like uh it's something you can appreciate too because you're so focused you're like oh i want to i want to have an hbo special or i want to have a netflix special i want this or that and then you know, the reality is if you're small, small victories, you have your things that are also not necessarily shouldn't be dependent on getting validation from like these external sources, like, you know, achieving something like, oh, you got a show or this person says you did, a, you did something great. Um, it's kind of like a person like, oh, I'm so much better than before I'm doing, I wasn't comfortable with, you know, before when I started doing stand up, I was terrified of, you know, I had performing publicly. I had insane stage fright. And then you can kind of go back and go say, oh man, like I'm so comfortable on stage now. I've performed in front of 200 people and, and feel great. And it kind of, when I went back to to Ukraine, my family was like, oh, so you've performed for like hundreds of people sometimes. That's great. Oh, you did this, you did that. So you kind of go, oh yeah, I did, yeah, I did do a lot of cool stuff, you know, because you're so focused on getting to this arbitrary point because your path can change so many times during during whatever you're doing, you're trying to achieve uh, so you're kind of too focused on that and you get completely distracted uh, from the things that you should, you know, mm-hmm. be proud of yourself of and, and congratulate yourself for.
0: Yeah, I, one of the reasons I, not one of the reasons, but I think the the primary reason yeah. that I reached out to you when I first met you... At your work we were introduced by to by a common friend john hamilton of yeah. mo cafe
1: shout out best coffee not tim there.
0: hortons not
1: not this thing <laughs> there's mo cafe in there
0: that's canadian eh so um that's tim hortons <laughs> uh-huh. and mo cafe is a yeah. uh, haitian brand coffee yeah uh, he's bringing it back on the market yeah. so he introduced us and he said yeah you know lad he does a he does a podcast and he's a stand-up comedian, I'm like, I was right... Away, I got to say, I was impressed right away because whether you're, you are big or will be big, it didn't matter. To me, I, I'm i just really impressed by people who want to do something different and stick their neck out on the line and go after it because in the beginning, no matter what, right, we start something, and we're not good at things when we first start, right? We, yeah. And we don't know... We know we're leaving ourselves to be judged or like, yeah, you know, we are like, that was crap, <laughs> you yeah, know, but yeah, yeah. you still have to put it out. And I, so like, okay, stand up comedian, perfect example. There's no, um, there's no sort of like ambiguous territory around that. You get up on stage and people either laugh or they don't laugh. Yeah. It's like, it's, it is a black and white deal, right? It's like they laugh or they don't laugh. Yeah. There's they don't laugh. You bombed yeah. as a comedian. Is that how it goes? I'm sorry? If they don't laugh, you Yeah, You you were not because I go to see a comedian, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you didn't do your job if they didn't laugh, obviously. It's not only about making the audience laugh, I find. And again, this is my subjective opinion as well. But I think it's not just about making them laugh. It's about having some sort of connection and them relating not because really, yeah. like a fart is funny, like if I right. get on stage I put the mic to my you know to my to, to my ass and I just fart people can laugh it is funny though it that's is funny, funny. I, I it's it, I was even saying that it's kind of sad that uh no matter what I do in comedy, I will never be as universally funny as a fart like that's just no matter what I do, it's never gonna surpass a fart uh but um. But it that you're right. Because but if, there, yes, if I do that, just to say that if I did that, people would laugh, maybe, but there mm-hmm.
0: there are these great comedians that I think people feel that we should be laughing from right. beginning to end. But if you think of, say, George Carlin, he's That's very right. political, he's very philosophical while he's passed away. But when yeah. he would perform, it wasn't always funny. He would create this huge this great connection to the audience yeah. and then there'd be parts that were very funny but the they, it, the the humor was surrounded with like deep insights into society and how people are so yeah i think com-
1: i don't think it's even about <clears throat> having like a crazy you know important message even but it's just if you can draw the audience into your world a little bit if you can just express exactly what you're feeling and they can see themselves in that or they can see how you think that way Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so if you can create some sort of connection i think that's as equally important how long
0: when did you start uh stand up
1: i think on and off i've been doing it for like eight years so oh really yeah
0: were you like a class clown? Were you a guy who liked to?
1: No, and it's it's funny how.
0: Did you only start smiling when you came to Canada, or <laughs> like, where did did you leave your frown back in the Ukraine?
1: Man, I uh, <laughs> listen. I no, I never was like a. I, I was a little bit me for a couple of years in high school, but it's funny how no people that know me from say work or some, or you know people that don't don't know me that well. They would never in a million years Would have guessed that I'm a comic A lot of comics are like that Where they're just sort of not that funny off stage It's just I don't know why But I'm not like I'm not full of energy You were telling me that yeah. Even in my podcast I'm a little bit monotone uh, In a good way I hope you yeah. said it in a Yeah good way. it was in yeah. a good way It yeah, was
0: yeah. like it was just uh, Some uh, some insight into your your, your demeanor you Yeah know?
1: yeah yeah So I mean But that's very
0: Ukrainian
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: apparently
1: yeah yeah i just yeah if you if you you want to check out my podcast it's just me sitting frowning vlad like
0: oh, not vlad talks we don't have a name for your no podcast. i did find a name oh but, you did? It, it, uh, it, yeah what?
1: it's no one's impressed with vlad levitt um
0: no one i'll put that in the show notes obviously yeah. no one's impressed with yeah. vlad levitt the what? tell is
1: no one's impressed but then it's kind of why of
0: what vlad. why no one's in, what made you come up with that name
1: uh, well, first of all, I like that it's kind of a little vague enough. Or is like is, is is the title me saying that no one's impressed with me, or am I not impressed with other people? Uh, so I like the, the little bit of vagueness in there, and um, uh, also like is uh, I thought of that because like there are always I post my clips online, and most I get very good feedback, but there will always be one or two people. We tried to like deconstruct whatever I'm saying and give it more layers to like discredit me almost. It's like it's like I'm not a magician. I'm just trying to be funny. like there's nothing to be, but they'll say, um, you see chick, you see like he, like this one guy uh, posted a clip about me eating too much chicken in Ukraine, whatever, like about how my family found out that I eat chicken. so I had chicken like three times a day for six weeks. and then he he he's like, uh, um, so you say that, uh, you start off saying that you eat chicken, and you're mad that people give you give you chicken, and he just like started going in this whole spiel, and it always ends with well, if you if you were funny, because I always say like, which I shouldn't even comment, but I always say like, well, the joke is this, I'm not, and those are not statements, first of all, and the, the joke is that I eat too much chicken, and it always ends with someone saying, well, if you were a little bit funnier, maybe you would have understood to the joke, like, and it's just like like. So it was like one or two people who really want to show me that they're not impressed with what I'm doing and it kind of made me think of the title. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Actually, that's very
0: interesting. Yeah, so they helped but, me come up with the title. So the haters created the title, yeah. right? That's Yeah. What-
1: <laughs> but I just find it funny. It's just I feel like no matter what we do, there are always going to people, going to be people that are unimpressed and uh I kind of not embrace it as though like I'm uh you know, it affects me and I use my uh, you know, things that hurt me in, in a powerful way. But I just find it funny. There are always going to be people that always, always dislike what you do.
0: Vlad, it is so easy to just sit on the sidelines and judge what other yeah. people are doing.
1: I, feel like, I like... feel like people, the people that do that, because honestly, I don't mind if someone said I really didn't enjoy that. I honestly, it doesn't affect me. I don't care. Like, I know there are always going to be people that aren't going to like your stuff. Uh, but when the people get, like, write these paragraphs and they try to... Explain to you why you're not funny or why you're not interesting or why you're not motivated Going the
0: extra mile. For yeah, going Vlad. the extra
1: mile. It's like it, it, I think it comes from kind of feeling like you want to do that or you want to be doing something with your life too, something maybe like that, and you're not secret, doing it, and you get se- bitter.
0: The secretly, they want to be movie producers, or something. Yeah, they know? want <laughs> to do something, and they're
1: not doing it, and then they get bitter, about other people, who are actually doing the things, they wish they
0: Yeah, had. and it's, uh, I found that doing the podcast, was the biggest challenge for me, because you're taking something from zero, like no listeners, no viewers, yeah. you put things out on YouTube, and it's just like, there's, it's crickets, you know? Yeah. Then you put stuff out on iTunes, and there's, crickets there and you get a few scatterings of that you uh, you get somebody on your podcast you're promoting them to try and and they don't even do a Facebook post that they were on a podcast you know and you're like dude well why don't you (laughs) want to promote yourself at least you know and then it's a flopper you spent time trying to get some action going on and the sometimes the people you even interview don't show as much interest in their own success and you know, like I find that kind of confusing sometimes. Yeah. Like put, put it out there, man. Go for it. Like, just try, like put it out there, man. So people don't like you. They think you're stupid. They don't like, at least you're trying to shake the tree, man. And see what.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was, we were talking about that earlier. It's, um, I feel like people talk too much and they just don't do enough. And, um, it's true, you just got to put yourself out there. It's scary, but I like, I don't know about you, but I just, I like doing things that make me uncomfortable. And then I like looking back and saying, oh, this thing used to terrify me. And I feel totally indifferent now, or if, in the sense of like, this doesn't affect Sometimes me at all. Sometimes even it empowered, feels great. right? Yeah, it feels really empowering to do that. Um, But yeah, just people, I don't know. I think people, a lot of people like, for example, like you mentioned, the people that go on the podcast and they don't do anything really, is they like the feeling of uh, that, that they're doing something, but there's no action behind it. Yeah. And it's almost and like- it's just, but the feeling sometimes is good enough for people. They don't realize they're not doing anything. I met so many uh, quote unquote entrepreneurs that are like posting these, like, you know, their Facebook says entrepreneur or whatever, and they're. Making these posts about oh you gotta grow and they're like quoting Ty Lopez and and you know they're all their pictures of me sorry of of me of them (laughs) Uh, they'll be psychotic a little bit but uh, pictures of them you know uh, in a suit and tie saying it's whatever I'm gonna do Mm -hmm. so so they put out this whole image and then you kind of go well what are you doing because I know some of those people and I'm like well. Uh, you, you're you doing like a regular nine-to-five. You have your project, which you say you have your project, but mm-hmm. you're doing nothing about it. And I feel like for some people what's uh, kind of... Uh just the feedback of feeling like they're an entrepreneur is kind of is, is good yeah. enough because you get the reaction from people. They go, "Oh man, he's a he's a big shot. Like he's doing things like Oh, by the way, guys, I'm going to be on this podcast about being uh, because I'm I'm this entrepreneur and this person wants to interview me. Uh, for for them, it's good enough. Like they get the, the feedback and that f- feedback feels good. You know, it's kind of like if I'm, a, if I say, yeah, I'm gonna make this. Uh, I'm telling my friends, I'm like, I'm gonna make this painting. It's gonna be like these angels, and it's gonna be an oil painting. These angels on these horses, and they're shooting this laser, uh, laser thing. And, it's, and people go, oh my god, that sounds amazing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have it all figured out. Then I tell another person, and another person, and that reaction of them going, oh my god, that's amazing. It's kind of it's validating enough. And then you have to stop and go, well, where's the painting? Is there a hoof on there? Like, do I just can I? They even do a sketch, but. It just that thing itself is kind of uh talk it's is cheap right it is yeah. it
0: is really that thing that yeah. it's easy the human animal we speak really easily and, and we're you need to demonstrate through action because an action is where the work is right yeah. we, we talk with very little energy consumption but men the action part is big and yeah. i do I, actually that was a really good point i i think that it's it's Also, I think one of the things that also happens is, is now you've given the person the real opportunity to, to deliver that, to deliver the message, but they're shy and they're embarrassed because they think they didn't do a good job. And that is the first nut to crack, right? Getting past yourself, getting over your own insecurities and shyness to say that, you know, here I am guys, like here I am. Yeah. this is me on the podcast like it or not this is me go check it out go go give me a like or like support me somehow yeah. and it's it's hard to ask that of people yeah. right
1: and you're also your worst critic often so you think you did a terrible job because you only see the mistakes mm-hmm. like with my second episode that i put out i was like ah oh, i don't when i tell my friends to check out the box i'm like check out the first episode it's an interesting the second episode not so much. I mean, the third one's gonna be good. And then I had a bunch of friends who saw the second one. They're like, "Yo, I really like the second one. It was really good." So you kind of you're your own worst critic, and you think that you know uh, you're always gonna think that it's not as good as it actually is. But even then, it doesn't even matter. Like the, when I, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're if you're if you're not good because like when um, I do shows, I do open mics, and there's a comic who just started doing stand up and he asked me for words of advice, like his first time doing stand-up. He said, should I do this? Should I do do that? What should I keep in mind? And I always say, uh, you're almost guaranteed to not to be good. And it's also guaranteed that if you keep doing it, you're going to realize that it doesn't matter that you weren't good. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting so much pressure on yourself, but no one cares. No, it just doesn't matter. Until you're recognized, until... Which even then, you should still stay true to yourself and not consider the opinions of others too much. But until you get to a certain point, it really doesn't matter what you were doing before. Like, mm-hmm. the people, they get obsessed about how good they are. And I mean, I see myself in there a little bit too. Like, with a podcast, it's kind of, uh, you know, I started feeling it too. I'm like, oh, I forgot that I can feel, you know, vulnerable again, trying to put out, you know, because in, in stand-up, I already got comfortable, so I can even if I bomb, let's say, doing new material, I don't care. But I, I forgot that oh, when I start something new, oh, I have this thing where I get really mm-hmm. uncomfortable about the things that I put out there, and I had to remind myself again that it just doesn't matter. Like you're gonna be good, maybe uh, like on episode 158, that's when it's gonna kick kick off. Until then, your job is to get through those you know, those bad episodes to get to the good one. That's your job. Your job is not to, uh, you know, make it big or whatever. If you're already thinking about that, kind of you're missing the point of what you're doing right now. You should focus on what you should be doing right now. And what you should be doing right now is getting better. That's with everything, I think. It's kind of like, uh, I don't remember who uh, whose quote is that, but uh, someone said, uh, like, my pencil has... 20,000 bad drawings and it's my job to get through those drawings to get to the good ones. Mm. Like, that's my job. And your your job is, if it's in stand-up or I feel like now in podcasts, is just you have a certain number of bad things that you're going to do, like bad episodes or bad whatever, and you just, your job is to get through them. And where it really starts is on that episode where it, you know, it starts becoming good enough for you to... Yeah, to make something out of it. You know? It also
0: seems that when people get a little bit more popular, even your past stuff, which nobody would have liked in the beginning, suddenly you look back at your old stuff and it starts getting likes because yeah. you know now you're great yeah. and even your old stuff's great because yeah. people say, hey, you should go back and check them when they started off. Yeah. They weren't that good, but you go back and you're watching it because they're now famous and you want to see what they did before, yeah, 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 but right. you even love what they did before, but nobody gave it a, you know, yeah, a yeah. single glance.
1: A lot of it's about image too. Like when someone gets qualified, oh, he's like for example, a great comic. Then yeah. retrospectively everything he did is great. It's just how we work. All
0: right. Well, Vlad Levitt, thanks so much for being on Fork Podcast, and uh, looking yeah. forward. I will put all of your details in the show notes so people can uh, check you out. And uh, when are you at the Comedy Nest in Montreal next one?
1: When- uh, oh man, I should have, I should have, I should have uh, been prepared. And, uh- <laughs> Uh, I'm you could have there. put it on my
0: cheat note sign over yeah here. i should have next
1: to vlad <laughs> Levit in ukraine there should have been a date on there um just if you sign up to uh to my instagram if you follow usually yep. i post uh, yep, that'll yeah that'll be there yeah
0: all right man well all vlad right. wish you an awesome day and you guys out there awesome day as well
1: thanks for having me it was thanks good. man it was really fun